0: Good day. It's still winter here, and first and foremost, I'd like to acknowledge that we live on the Squamish, tsleil tooth and Musqueam territories for which this podcast is being made. This is episode three, or ep- season three, episode ten. I think I'm going to do a new podcast reflecting the podcasts of the unseen. I've had a few months to reflect on the unseen. It's always foremost in my mind and since my stroke Almost a year ago now, I'm reflecting on different parts of my life of 53 and a half years. I reflect upon a lot of ponderance on my 20s, and my strokes have instigated trauma and thoughts of trauma at different various ages, as there has been a lot of stuff that has happened to me and to my sister, I know very little. I think there was a previous podcast where I talked about I was disconnected in my later years and this is reflecting upon the 1980s. We talk about the missing and murdered women and I reflect upon a conversation that I had the last year of my late sister's life. We both couldn't believe we'd made it to the age of 50. As an Indigenous female, that's a long fucking life of all kinds of crap. And for it to continually happen There was so much crap in our young lives, in this conversation I held with my sister. We both thought we wouldn't make it past 25. How sad is that? But that was the reality of being an indigenous woman in the 80s and 90s. As a teenager, I was talking with a high school friend, and I have her permission to share her story. Like I said, we talked about missing and murdered Indigenous women and missing and murdered Indigenous men. While the horrible reality is in the eighties, that was Clifford Olson. There were 11 victims from the ages of nine to 18. Young boy, young boys, and young girls and little girls. He you can look it up yourself but the audacity of that man, that's all I can say he was a wicked, wicked man. But during that time my friend was a foster child in a more than 15 foster homes and group homes she was in. I didn't know that. People tell me things because I'm an empath and I couldn't believe what she had mentioned that sometimes the social worker didn't see her he never heard her he never seen her and nor did the foster parents thankfully Clifford Olson was caught He was called the Beast of British Columbia. And during that horrendous time for us as young people, 9 to 18 years old, I was fearful just what I heard on the media. In reality, my friend, She went missing in the eyes of the foster parents and the social worker, she went missing and they put up flyers. She was surprised and went to her social worker and told her, showed up. They had thought the social worker and the foster home had thought that she was a victim of Clifford Olson. Wow, can you imagine that? That's the reality we lived in as young girls, young children. Now, today, we think of Robert Picton, the pig farmer, where more than 65 women from the downtown East Side were murdered. Ironically, he was only charged with murdering 26 women. He said that he had murdered 49 women, but there had to have been more numbers than that. And that was from 1978 to 2000. That the serial killer was around. I never knew about Robert Picton until he was caught. But I have gone past where the Picton farm was when I worked with the school board in Coquitlam. I was four blocks away from there, and there's a cow. Eating grass on that land. They're not building anything there. I I just felt the energy when I was there. Just let that sit with you. Sixty five women. Indian As an Indian woman, we have no value, or we're of no value in being murdered. I had a parent and she came and we had a conversation at the time. And she was walking on the downtown east side and someone pushed an Indian woman out of the SROs, out of the window. We have no value. That is really hard to say Just past Valentine's Day, I couldn't go down due to my stroke and the cold temperatures. In Vancouver, we have a missing and murdered women's march that lasts for about 6 hours and i avidly watched it through my friends who were able bodied and able to participate i wrote i wrote a paper in my last year about the missing and murdered women There's more than 10,000. Just in Canada. In the States, there's even more. Now you hear about human trafficking. I don't know how, but a light bulb went in my head. My friend, when she was in foster care in the 80s, she was aware the system gave her no value, a sense of having no value at all, and that's what the foster children have now. I had someone who dated someone who went through the foster system because her parents were alcoholics. I had a conversation with another parent. Her son's dating a girl that was in foster care, and she has no sense of value. Her son has been living with her for six years. Our Indigenous men and women have value, but a lot of them go through the motions, they go through the systems, the colonial systems of foster care, education, formal education, and they have no true sense of self. They are not grounded in who they are. I admit I am not anything perfect, but I told my sons, my sons. Teachers in elementary, be cautious because I stand strong with my son in helping to hold him up and hold himself. He lost some of himself with the, the foster girl he dated because she had no sense of value. And my son had no sense of value. Can you imagine that? A tragedy as his mom that this happened. Now my son is building up once again because yes, we fall the courage is to stand up even if you're alone which is ironic post-stroke I am alone my children are growing up empty, almost empty nest syndrome. But I am okay with being by myself. I now know who my true friends are. Not those that send me Facebook messages, but actually write a letter that actually call and that actually visit as my mobility has been severely limited. And that has been very hard to take for myself as I am very much an independent woman. I've had to use my brain the past couple of months, emailing, scanning, faxing, and trying to reorganize my life to return to the system. But I haven't gotten the doctor's okay yet. And that's okay, as I rebuild myself. Striving off depression is a very hard pill to take. But I don't want to go downwards in a spiral. I know people that are like that and I don't want to be stuck in that cycle. I do not want to be stuck in a any kind of system, financial or otherwise. This is a difficult episode. I had mentioned to my friend after she had mentioned that and as I said she gave me permission to tell her story. I had a sense that I could go missing. So how I psychologically dealt with that was I gained weight. No one can take me when I'm 300 pounds on my bike. And that's how I lived my 20s. Being overweight because ironically I did have a sense to want to live. And I did not want to become a statistic and be one of the missing and murdered women. Thank you for listening.